0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد أيها الإخوة الكرام فأسأل الله العلي العظيم بأسمائه الحسنى وصفاته العلا أسأله باسمه الأعظم الذي إذا سئل به إذا سئل به أجاب إذا دعي به أجاب وإذا سئل به آطى سبحانه وتعالى أن يجمعني وإياكم في مستقر رحمته وأن يشرح صدورنا وإياكم لاتباع سنة نبيه صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وأن يحيانا عليها وأن يحشرنا في زمرة نبيه صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم يوم الدين ويدخلنا وأزواجنا وذرياتنا وأهلينا الجنة من غير سابقة عذاب وَبَعْدُ أَيُّهَا الْإِخْوَةُ الْكِرَامِ dear brothers and sisters I'm supposed to give this lecture in English which really I don't like to do but since the brother and he forced me to give the lecture in English that time I ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to help me to deliver the message right and straight to myself first then for you. We gather today to talk about the morals in Islam, to talk about Akhlaq. but I'm sorry to say when we talk about akhlaq I'm sorry to say some people think we are talking about something it's recommendations. It's something from fadail al-a'mal. akhlaq it's fadail al-a'mal. It's something, it's good to do it, good to have it. But in fact, this is wrong. This is a big mistake. That fadail al-a'mal, or I mean the akhlaaq, it's not from that view only as a فضائل الأعمال الأخلاق منها ما هو واجب ومنها ما تركه كبيرة من كبائر الذنوب ومنها ما هو سنة من السنن وفضائل الأعمال the morals, the akhlaq some of it, it's obligations some of the akhlaq the behavior of the Muslims the way he behaved, his manners if he left it it will be كبيرة من كبائر الذنوب a major sin and some of us akhlaq it's a recommendation or highly recommended to have it or to practicing it so first of all we need to change this idea in our mind that when we talking about akhlaq that means we talking about something recommended it's not something you have to do which is people feel sometimes when we're talking about the akhlaq, that he doesn't have to do it, or to practicing it. And that's totally wrong. Because when you are talking about akhlaq, we're talking about things, it might be obligation on every single Muslim, and some of them, if you lift it will be, or you're practicing in a wrong way, it will be a major sin. Like the ghibah, pack pipe. If you're talking bad about people in their in their absence, it's riba, which is one of the kabirah min kabair dunub If you talk about, if we give example, for example, the namima, kabirah min kabair duny, which is talking bad between the people, saying that person did such and such, and the other person did such and such, and the Prophet said, the jannah was forbidden to enter one who is making namima, who is talking bad between the community, to say that man says such and such, and that man says such and such, to make problems, to make fights between the communities, or between the Muslims and the men. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give an example, worst example for that man who is practicing riba. That he looks like a man eating his brother's uh, meat or his brother's body. Flash. Which is something disgusting. Because riba it's disgusting too. And you will see that the uh, behavior, the manners, the moral, the Islam, as you hear today from Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Maqsood. It's the thing was the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sent with. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam حصر رسالته حيث قال إنما بعثت لأتمم مكارم الأخلاق. That the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I was sent to, to what? To what? To complete the manners to become a good manners, to have people having a good manners. But here, when he said, I was sent for that, somebody might ask, what about he was sent for ibadatillah, to order people to worship Allah only. Allah. But you will see that whoever became a disbeliever that he is he is not, he has not have that good manners or good behavior or his morals not right with his lord which is the worst kind of uh, behavior that he is not obeying his lord allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brothers كان al-imam ahmad rahimahullah Ali Imam Ahmad used to say to him 5,000 persons. 5,000 persons. He 5,000. Less than 500 writing the hadith. Less than 500 writing the hadith. And the rest of them, they are learning from his behavior. How he behaves. How he acts. رحمه الله and Imam Ahmad was sick. He was told about a scholar. متكئen, he was like, lie down. And they mentioned a scholar. You know what he did? He sat down. Then he was told, Ya Imam, you don't need to do that. You are sick. أحتاج سَجْلِسُ قَالَ مَا يَنْبَغِي لَنَا إِذَا ذُكِرَ الصَّالِحُونَ أَنَّ نتكئ. He said it was, it's not right for us when the righteous people names mention to just lie down. No, we have to sit respecting them. That person was full of manners, morals, a good behavior. The people used to travel... Travel, a distance, to see the scholar, to learn from his simt, from the way he behaved, the way he talked. Like Imam al-Awza'i, rahimahullah. People used to, just look at him, how he behaved. And Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullah ta'ala said, Before we start writing hadith, became a student of knowledge, Became before that, we used to spend 20 years learning, learning behavior and how to be righteous people. كنا نمضي عشرين سنة. كان الرجل قبل أن يكتب الحديث يأمر بالتعبّد والتأدب عشرين سنة. Twenty years, they will order him to behave and become righteous. A person who worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much before he starts saying, claim that he is student of knowledge. And maybe the number exaggerate in the number, large number of years, but it, it has, it means something for us, which is the people should learn. I remember Imam Shafi, his mother, prepare him to send him to Medina to seek knowledge from Imam Malik imam Malik, صغيرا لما أمه قالت اذهب إلى Malik فتعلم من أدبه قبل علمه She said to him, go to Malik, seek knowledge But before seeking knowledge, learn from his behavior Before you're learning his knowledge The manners was something so valuable in Islam In the scholars' time in our Salaf of salih they used to say the values things for men, for fem for male, it's what how they behave. Or the, the thing make the men looks good the way they behave. Exactly like when the female or the woman wear gold and make themselves beauty by wearing something, but the man he can make himself beauty uh, looks beautiful, looks good by the way he behaves, the way he talks, the way he act. What we mean by manners, behaviors, morals in Islam. Today the Shaykh mentioned many things about behaving or having a good morals, adab, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And... I'm not going to repeat what the Shaykh said today, but I would just like to uh, mention something very previous or very quickly. Look at how the, the Sharia, the Deen teaching us how to, behave, how to behave ourselves with our Lord, first of all. Full of respect to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. First when you pray in the Salah, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to. Look up to the sky when you pray. And the Prophet ﷺ warned the person who looking up, who make his sight up to the sky that the angels might take his sight. He became blind. And al-ja'miyyah, which is a deviant sect, They thought that means Allah is not in the sky. It means He's in everywhere or under your knee. Because they didn't know the secret or the meaning behind that, beyond this point. Which is, when you pray and putting your, your low in your gaze, or you're putting your eyes, looking at the place you're making sujood, this is a way of a behavior that you show you're humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you go to the king, if you go to any king now, or president, and you go to the king, looking like this to him, looking like that, it's, a disrespect but what if you go to the king looking down he said that he's humble He's. it's a good way of behave when you stand up in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while you're praying that means that you are putting your eyes down respecting him so much and look to the other things how we will what we will do while we are praying, brothers? Where you put your hand? As mentioned in uh, Mauta, the Imam Malik, that the, the, in order to put the right hand above the left hand. The left, uh, right hand above the left hand. And on chest. Just think about this situation. Just imagine now yourself standing like this, or like this or like that, or like this. Which one is full of respect? Full of a choice that you are so humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see what's different? You're just getting ready. You are saying that I'm your slave. Standing in front of you, seeking your mercy. The way you stand up, the way you looks like, it's itself a good behavior. Just imagine that. Now imagine this picture. This is standing as Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah said, full of humble. It's show that he is humble, that he is respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much. Look to other things. We've been ordered not to face the Kaaba. While the person uring or he relieve his uh, uh, relieve his natural things, uh, he's not allowed to face the Kaaba or make the Kaaba behind him. Why? Why? Why do you think? Respecting to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, house. the Sunnah is teaching us how to respect Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. All of the things take you to a point all of this practicing, behavior practicing, every day five times, you stand up like this, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, putting your head down, and you go making sujood to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala, bukur then sujood. Why? What's the result? The result when you've been ordered that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala order you, you're not allowed to deal with interest. You'll say, no, I will do, I have to do it. Where's this standing? Where's this practicing? What happened to it? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or you're not allowed to sell alcohol or pork, or you're not allowed to eat this or to drink that. Where's that behavior? You're everyday putting your head down making sujud and today you have to do it when he's ordering you i mean brothers all the the sharia the rules in sharia it's rules teaching us how to respect allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nuh alayhi salam nuh alayhi salam What he told his people he told his people malakum la tarjuna wa taara. مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لِلَّهِ Why you are not respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And there is no one disobeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala Unless he is not respecting him so much Therefore the scholar said Do look at the minor sins you did But look how great he is subhanahu wa ta'ala The one you disobey. لا تنظر ما عصيت ولكن انظر إلى عظم من عصيت Having uh, good manners or morals in Islam when we're talking about the first how to behave good with the, our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first meaning of that obeying Him subhanahu wa ta'ala obeying Him have Full Love to him Subhanahu wa ta'ala And when I'm saying love I mean The love it means in Arab language You know love This word the word حب. In Arab language it means Amazing meaning Love in Arabic يقولون حَبَّ الْمَاءُ إِذَا ظَهَرُ فِي الْبِئْرِ عَنِ إِذَا ظَهَرُ وَحَبَّ الْبَعِيرُ إِذَا Barak. وَحَبُّ الْقَلْبِ يَعْنِي لُبُّهُ وَأَصْلُهُ حَبُّ الْشَيْءِ أَصْلُهُ وَحَبُّ الْأَسْنَانِ بَيَعْضُهَا وَنَقَاؤُهَا There are people saying Habbal الْمَاء if the water appear comes up from the well the well it will still say habbal الْمَاء it means appear and if the the Arabs said, al bair when the camels settle down, they call that habba," which means it settled down. And in Arabic language, they use saying, Habba hab-asnan," when the kids, the little kids, when his tooth is white, very white. It, they call it Habbul-asnan. This tooth is hab. It means it's very clean, white. And they said the seeds, they call it حب. Because the seeds is inside, it's the, like the apple. The seeds of the apple, the apples come from the seeds. All that the, this comes from, all trees come from the seeds. So, to start from there. It's inside. And the hub in Arabic, the hub love, it means, Love, the real of it means if something deep, deep inside in your heart, in the bottom of your heart, like the seeds, it's inside the apple. The, the love, it means, it love it should appear in your actions, like the water appear. The love, it means that you have a clean heart. It's only for the person or the thing you love, just only him. Because that is the love, clean too, it's white. And we're saying, the love, the real love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too, or the real love, it means too, that it settled down, it doesn't change, it doesn't move. Like the camel when he settled down. So when you're saying love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I'm saying loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I'm saying this word, it means that love, it's deep inside your heart. From the bottom of your heart, you love Him. When I'm saying loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean that love was no companion. You no don't companion anyone with Him. This love, what we call it, حُبُّ الْعِبَادَةِ The love in secret. You love Him as you worship Him. Because you know, عِبَادَةِ The word عَبَادَةِ, عبادة You know عَبَادَةِ Allah subhanahu ta'ala his name is ilah ilah that's right ilah all of you maybe know this name ilah this is fi'al Maful, which it means ilah it looks like imam what's imam means imam it means mu'tamun yani people following him imam it means people following him and ilah it means ma'luh yani Ma'luh, يعني ma'buh. You are saying that he is Ilah, that means you love him, you fear him, you respect him. This is the meaning of Ilah. When you say Allah, that means the thing you love and you fear and you obey. Because Ilah, it means ma'bud. And Abd, slave, it means he loves, he obeys, he fears his master. Which I mean here in this uh, sentence, I mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he's saying, when we're talking about the manners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not from the good manners to disobey him. As one of the salaf was asked. Somebody came to him and said, I want to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, if you want to disobey him, you have to go to a land where he couldn't see you. Or you have to disobey him in a land, he doesn't own it. Or you have to disobey him in a place, in a place he couldn't hear you. He couldn't hear you. Or you have to disobey him, if you want to disobey him, that you have to get a guarantee letter from the angel of death that he is not going to take your soul in that moment. Or a letter from him that you are going to the Jannah. If you got one of these, go ahead and disobey him. It's possible? No. Nuh when he said, مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لله وقارا, Why you are not respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why you are not respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he said that to them, it tells us that there is no one who will worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if really he has a good manners. Because the one who, who created you. أطوار, that he created you. Then you worship other and worship with him. And I'm not going to spend much time talking about this because I believe Sheikh already did. I would like to talk more about respecting the Prophet Muhammad وسلم having a good manners behavior with the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam also the islam teach us in a certain practicing ways in some ways teaching us how to respect him in giving some orders for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya amanu la tuqaddimu bayna yaday wa rasulihi and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لا ترفعوا أصواتكم النبي. لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول بينكم كدعاء بعضكم لبعض. All of these orders, which it means, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't, don't talk louder than the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Dawa imam al-bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala Min hadithi Anas r.a Anna Thabit ibn Qais Al-bukhari narrated that Anas r.a said When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Don't talk louder than the Prophet Muhammad s.a.w ibn Qais, one of the Sahaba is khatib His voice is so loud, it's natural He said I'm now in the in the hellfire because Allah subhanahu wa taala said and That means all of my deeds have been rejected. Allah not accept from me anything because my voice is louder than him. Sallallahu alayhi sallam. Then he didn't came to the Prophet sallam. He stay home. And this is the shaytan He make tricks. Says stay home, so he don't go. But in fact, he's not giving advice because brothers, shaitan never give advice. Wallahi, he never give advice. Even though if he sweared. But he sweared to Adam before. إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ nasihin. He said, I swear by Allah that I'm advising you. And all of you, you know the story of that person who worshiped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, and he's a righteous person. And then, uh, when the three people, the three brothers, they left their sister with him. They left their sister with him and said, they are the righteous person here and we don't want to keep. He said, no, no, I cannot. He said, finally, he said, just build a room just next to my room. Then they put a room next to his room. Then they said, just yani, watch out, yani, take care of her and give her food. The uh, first day he, he gave the food And he left After a while he said Might somebody come and take the food Or any more come and eat it I have to make sure that she take." It's the shaitan giving him advice. It's, like, it's responsibility Allah is going to ask you about this responsibility Make sure that you, you deliver the, the message right Then she opened the gate He was watching Alhamdulillah back again Next day he said You are not having such a good Akhlaq, manners. You let her to get outside, take the food. Why did not you deliver the food inside the house? So she keep her, nobody see her. Keep her in, in a good, uh, like a sister, it's your sister, you have to do, worry about her. Maybe somebody, you see her opening the door, he might enter to the place. Okay, next time he opened the door and he put the food. He said, but the best thing to do to make your brother in Islam happy, you should, now how long she was been alone. She feels loneliness or alone. Why don't go there and watch her while she's eating so she don't feel sad that she's alone? After a while, the best food, if many hands join, there's a lot of hands in the food, so we should eat together. And after they eat together, after touching hands, after eyes to eye and you know the rest. So, she gets pregnant. He said, "Oh, oh. now they will back again and it will be a problem. What will do?" She said, "I don't know." He said, "Kill your son." They killed the son, they buried the son, and the shaitan came. You think she will let you go with this? She will tear her brothers. So what they have to do? Kill her. Advise. He's still advising him. You see? Wallahi, this is good for you. you. will be you want everybody to say the righteous people, bad people. You have to cover, make tawbah and cover your, your, your mistake. Then what he said, he killed the girl. Then after he killed her, he the brothers came, he said, she died and I buried her. she's there. The shaitan came to them saying, no, just check. When they check, they found out she was killed. They told him and he pulled him out from his place and he put him in a cross. Then the shaitan came to him. He said, now what? You have nothing to do. He said, what I can do? He's still he didn't get the lesson yet. He's still listening to him. To the shaitan. The shaitan tell him, you want me to help you? He said, what you will do? He said, there's only one way to get you out from this. Shaitan, he never give up. Until you reach a certain level, you will see it. He said, what? He said, make sujood to me. If you pray for me, I will... Take you out from this problem. Then after he made sujood, the shaytan ran away saying, A'udhu billah. I make my God witness that you are a disbeliever. <laughs> he gives you wishes. I wish, I want to do that. He give you advices. This is the way he did to Adam. He swear by Allah that I'm giving, I'm an advisor, a sincere advice, a piece of advice to you. But then the shaitan tell him, stay home. But the Prophet wasallam, he's the one who's looking after his friends, his companion, he said, where's Tabit? They said he's afraid that he is a people among the people of fire. He said, No, he's among those people in Jannah. And in Musnad did Imam Ahmad, he said he said, Anas, anh. He said, Then we used to say there is a man among the people of Jannah, he's walking beside us with us in the street. And he's the he is a man of the people of Jannah. And until the the, the imamah في معركة اليمامة, he was killed the days after he carried the Muslim to fight مُسَيْلَ مَهَا وَأَخَرَجَ الْبُخَارِيُّ أيضًا عن أبي أنه قال كَذَا الْخَيِّرَانِ أَنْ يهلكا. almost the two righteous people to be in a trouble in such big problem يهلكا be destroyed he means Abu Bakr and Umar. Because the Prophet ﷺ, it's a long story. Just the, Umar, he suggests a person to be a leader. And Abu Bakr suggests uh, a suggest, uh, uh, name, which is uh, Al-Qaqa. And Umar said, No, make the Amir Al-Aqa ibn Habis. Abu Bakr said, Just you want to argue with me. Argue with me. Then, they start talking, have arguments. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ اللَّهِ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid Muslims to talk before the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To fight front of him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Talking about this religion before he talks sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Say do or not do to or not to do before him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, before his sunnah. And they were so scared. And in the other narration, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started talking louder than the Prophet, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي. أن تحبط أعمالكم أنتم لا تشعرون. Don't talk louder than the Prophet So might your deeds, your good deeds, it will be destroyed. It will not be, it will not be valid. So, you know what happened? In the narration Sayyid al-Bukhari, كان عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه. عمر, after this ayah, you know what he did? He used to talk to the Prophet وسلم, so soft. Even my the Prophet وسلم, sometimes asked him what you said. And Abu Bakr, he said, after that I will never talk to you until I'm talking to a person like I'm saying secret, like soft talk. Like I'm telling you a secret, just whispering. He's only after this ayah, he was only whispering to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Afraid of being in a such terrible position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said your deeds would be not valid or not acceptable. The Prophet Allah ordered the Muslims if they are with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه they are not allowed to leave him until they will take permission from him. وَإِذَا كَانُوا مَعَهُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ جَامِعِ لَمْ يَذْهَبُوا حَتَّى They will not leave him until they will take permission from him. Why is that? Teaching. Teaching this ummah how to obey him. How to follow his steps sallallahu alayhi wa وسلم. Teaching, practicing, how to follow the Prophet Muhammad steps, how to believe in every single word he is saying to us, and obeying every single order he is ordering us, sallam. And to be satisfied with every thing he said, sallam And you feel it's sufficient for you, you don't need anything more than that. So that person we told him that the Prophet said that, this or that, and he still not, he said, I will think about it. SubhanAllah, think about it, and I will see. I will see. La ilaha illallah. That man, he has no manners. He has no manners. He didn't know how to behave himself with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or if you say, the Prophet said says such and such, he will say, oh, but this is a problem. What about if such and such? He start making examples for you. Abu Hurairah mm-hmm. رضي الله عنه كما في الإمام That he said at the Sunan al that the person he should make from the Anything, yeah, uh, 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 touch the the fire, anything cooked, anything cooked, you should make wudu from it. Then one of the sahaba said, "What about the boiling water? If you heat water, then use this water to for wudu. You need to make wudu from the wudu. You, know, you know, what the muhrar said." He said, أخي, إذا حدثتك عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فلا له الأمثال. Brother If I'm telling you hadith and the prophet says such and such Don't give me examples don't create things to make it look wrong You have to say I believe, I obey Wallahi the sahaba very strange in this Abdullah ibn Mas'ud He came late. The Prophet called for the salah. You know brothers, he prayed behind the woman's lines because he came late. As it's narrated in Musayhi al-Imam Muslim. Then the Prophet stepped on his member and he said, sit down. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, I was in that moment Going to enter to the master. My left foot was outside. And my right foot was inside. I swear by Allah, I didn't let the one outside to enter or I didn't take the one inside outside. I just settled down to my place. I didn't move my foot inside or take it outside. I just settled down. When I hear him say, sit down. This is the way that Sahaba used to do. The Sahaba الله عليهم, when he heard any order from the Prophet, ﷺ. the first thing they will just go ahead and do it. Doing it. And they have full respect for the Prophet. ﷺ. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq with the Prophet ﷺ was sick. The Prophet ﷺ Entered to the masjid while the Abu Bakr praying. Then Abu Bakr when he saw him, he goes back. He couldn't lead the prayer. He couldn't stand out front of the Prophet Muhammad It's impossible for him to have this. Respect. Umar ibn khattab He saw Mizab abbas Mizab al-Abbas Mizab, it's like uh, a pipe, they put it in the mud house all time ago, long time ago, in the mud houses, and the roof. When the rain came in the roof, all the rain go to one corner, and it goes outside from this uh, pipe. This Mizab, okay? It's like a hole in the roof, and all the water comes out. This it was there, and it might bother people by walking in the street. Then Umar رضي الله عنه, He took it off Then Al-Abbas said Al-Abbas said The Prophet وسلم, He is the one who put it there You know what he did? He did a rukul. Umar rukul. He put his face down And he ordered Al-Abbas To step to stand up above his on his back to retain it back and Al-Abbas stood up on the uh, Umar ibn al back to retain it back Allah. this is the way and Al-Imam Ahmad rahimahullah yaroid fi musnadih wal fi mustadrakih that Abu Ayyub al Ansari. When the Prophet sallallahu was in his house and he and his wife they were upstairs and the Prophet downstairs. There's a container of water full down and the water start going. He said, I run to get a garment bi qatifatillee, him and his wife going to try to take all, to suck all the water by this garment before, it will drop in the Prophet Muhammad Then he said, Wallahi ya Rasulullah, I swear by Allah, ya Rasulullah, I will never ever let you to be downstairs and I'm above you. It couldn't be happening. You should be upstairs and I'm under you. This is the way they used to be. Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah, Abu Ubaidah in Uhud, in the day of Uhud, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi was injured and there is like a piece of metal in his cheek sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bleeding sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hurts him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Ubaidah came to take it out. He said, wallahi, I couldn't take it by my hand. Afraid that I might harm, I might harm him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I take it by my teeth. Then the first seed was broken. Then he did it to the other piece metal, and it was broken too. Just afraid to harm the Prophet Muhammad And in the day of Uhud, the Prophet came a little bit, has some fat on him sallam. And he could claim a, a rock, then Talha, Talha, he came and he fell down and he let the Prophet sallallahu step on him. And then he will and he climbed the, the rock sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And also the the of the Ansar, Sa'd ibn Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu عنه أرضاه, Bani Qurayza, with happened with Bani Qurayza. The Prophet asked Saad to be a judge between him and the Jews. He said, "I couldn't be. You are the Rasulullah, how comes I will be a judge? And you are the Prophet." He said that, one, that what Allah subhanahu wa taala said. Allah chose Saad, Ibn Mu'adh to be the judge between the Rasulullah and the Jews. Then so he said, the judge he should deal with the both sides. Then he looked at the Jewish. He says, If I give you my judgment, you will take it? They said, Yes. Then he should say the same thing to the Muslim side. That's right. But how come he will say it to the Prophet on the other hand and the other side? Then he saw he He faced to the tent. Not facing the Prophet, facing other Muslims. Saying, and you too. Respecting Ijlaal al Rasulullah He couldn't face him. Just respecting Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Umar Ibn He gave ba'ah to the Prophet Sallallahu by his right hand. He said, after I give ba'ah to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu I never touch by my hand, by my right hand, my private parts or in or my Yaani Just just that you remember I touched the Prophet's hands. I couldn't. Respecting him sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Umar Abdul Khattab he was in the army and the leader of the army is Usama. Is that right? Usama Umar used to call him you are my Amir until he became Amir al-Mumini. Until he after the Prophet death. He said, because the Prophet call you Amir, so I have to call you Amir too. Just respecting for what the Prophet ﷺ. Al-Abbas was asked once, Who's older? Who's, who's older? It's in Arabic, Man Akbar. Like, who's greater? Maybe if you translate like this. He said, he is, he is greater than me, and I am older than him. And I was, old, I was born two years before him, or a couple of years before him. He didn't want to say, oh, I am older than him. He said, no, I was born before him. He wanted to make it in a nice statement, nice way, respecting the Prophet Muhammad Abdullah ibn, Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab, one of his sons once, when he heard his father saying, that the Prophet ﷺ said, "Don't, don't stop women from going to the masjid. Then his son said, "We're going to stop him. This is a Muslim. We're going to stop him." Umar, he insulted insult him. He he talked very bad to him, and he he like. Uh, Punch him in his fist and or in his chest. So angry. How come that he said the Prophet son, don't stop and he said, we are going to stop him. And he said, wallahi لَا أُكَلِّمُكَ بَعْدَهَا أَبْدَا And he said, I will never talk to you. Ever again. And he didn't talk to him until his son was passed away. said. بن حجر قال وَلَعَلَّهُ مَاتَ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ بِقَلِيلٌ he might pass away after that, after a while, not a long time. Why? For respecting the Prophet Muhammad wasallam's order. And today when you tell the brother, this is sunnah, it means, jazakallah khair. That means I'm not going to do it. Yes? Wallahi. Do you have ever heard any hadith, the Prophet wasallam order the sahaba something, and all the sahaba said, uh, Ya Rasulullah, is this obligation or sunnah? <laughs> you have ever heard something like this? Like today, come, people come to ask you a question and say, Yes, but yani, it's sunnah or wajib. What do you mean by that? It means if it's wajib, that means they have to, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> uh, That's not that the meaning. He doesn't do it feeling that something, he'll make it closer to him. That's right or not? People think, Sunnah? Oh, alhamdulillah, that means I can't yani, leave it. No, ya, akhi makruh that's good. Uh, that's good. No, it's makro. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Do you have ever heard the Fahaba say, say, I have never seen somebody like that in my life. When he orders something, they just follow it. When he said, don't, don't. It means don't. But when today the people change, when the people change, their manners, their behavior change. Now, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, respecting his sunnah, I'll give you. I will finish with this example. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi said, "If a fly fall down in your cup, you have to push the fly down all the way down in the water, then take it out. If you want to drink it, drink it. If you don't, don't." One of those people says, "Wow, disgusting." How come I will eat, drink from this water after the fly filled? And put it down too? More? To make it more dirty? He said that. Then after a while, a German scholar, doctor, came with the research. That the fly under the right wings, there is a disease. And the anthropogenic for this disease, it's in the left wings, or the opposite wing. And the Prophet, when he said, he pushed down this bubble that has the disease or the cure, the antidote. When you push it, this bubble, it will, under the pressure, it will relieve the, 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 the cure or the, the medicine. Antidote. Huh? Antidote. The anti. antidote. antidote. You know what he said the chef? Oh, MashaAllah, that's good. He believed the doctors. He didn't believe the Muhammad. <laughs> Yes, he believed the doctors. He don't believe Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Therefore, the scholar said the meaning of أَشْهَدُ Anna مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أَن يُصَدَّقَ فِي مَا وَأَن يُطَاعَ فِي أَمَرُ وَأَن يُجْتَنَبَ مَا نَهَى عَنْهُ وَزَجَرُ sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That you obey what he order. That you stop yourself from what he forbid. Forbidden for you. And... To so believe in everything he says, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Not like the deviant sect says, like Amr ibn Ubaid. He said about the hadith. He heard from the Prophet, sallallahu He said, if Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself, he told me this hadith, I said, I don't believe it. If Rasulullah told me this hadith by Himself, I will not accept it. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk it to me directly, I will say, this is not right. This is the deviant sects. And this narration about Amr ibn Ubayyid, Al-Bukhari said he narrated in his book, in Khawqah al-A'l-Ibad, and Abdullah ibn Ahmad in the book, Kitab sunnah yes, brother, the, there is people raised not to respect the Sunnah to the Prophet sallallahu what he said, what he used to do, people when you told him, right. when you told him, now listening to people talking about the Sunnah, if you are a weak person, if your deen, your iman is not strong enough to follow, to practice all what the Prophet sallallahu said, don't make your. Don't make this to push you to talk bad about the Prophet's sunnah. Talk bad about the people who are following the sunnah of the wa sallam Make fun of them. Oh, making fun of a person has a beard, or his toes is short, or his dress is not uh, going all the way down under his uh, ankles. Ankle. He's making fun of that. And this is what the Prophet ﷺ used to do. This is the way he used to dress, ﷺ. And he said, this is the dress for the mukmin. And people today, making fun of a lot of sunnah. They look at the sunnah as a minor things. Oh, so we talk about the new issue, the big issues. Subhanallah. I was telling one sheikh. I was giving a piece of advice for one of my brother once. He's shaving beer. I told him, it shouldn't He said, Yeah, all of the problems finish. That's the only problem we have it now. It's my beer. I you shaving beer or not? I said, I'll start with this problem to solve down. To finish. If we finish this problem, then we'll go to the bigger one. <laughs> it's not the matter of Shaving or not? No, not what Allah is talking about. It. I'm talking about this feeling in his in his mind, this mentality. This it means he don't know how to act, how to behave with the Sunnah. If you have a good manners, like Imam Malik, rahimahullah. He never narrates hadith while he's not making wudu. Ayub Sultiani, rahimahullah taala, when he was, rahimahullah taala, when he was saying, Rasulullah Many times he cried. He couldn't say it like this easily like today we are doing. People were in some of the the tabi'een, when he said Qala Rasulullah, his colors change. It's a heavy thing. It's the Prophet. <laughs> respecting him. Ta'aziram. Which it means respecting him. It's a clear order from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to us to respect him so much. And the scholar said, if he passed away, we still have to respect his sunnah. You're not allowed to make your voice louder than hadith Rasulullah Sallallahu wa Somebody saying, "Qara Rasulullah," you're not allowed to talk and make your voice louder than the one who narrating the hadith. Or when they said, "Qara Rasulullah sallallahu wa said, "Okay, what's the Quran says?" What this uh, the scholar says, what this sheikh says. If you hear something from the Prophet, a clear, authentic hadith, you have to say, I have to obey. I believe in it. I stop here, inshaAllah, because we are going to have another lecture and we will continue talking about behaving with our parents with the wife, with her husband, husband with her wife, with his wife, and the morals of behaving with each others in our community as a Muslims, also inshallah with the non-Muslims. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those people who the Prophet sallallahu was asked. What the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi was asked? I just told you, when you hear the Prophet sallallahu alayhi one thing you have to say, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Second, you have to listen. When we sing qala rasulullah you have to listen. Not allowed to talk. So the prophet sallallahu alaihi was asked about the things that will let the people enter the jannah. He said, first the the good manners, the most things that will let the people get into the jannah. It's the heaviest things in your. It's the heaviest. Kind of de- de- good deeds, you will have it in the day of judgment. They are in the house, in the middle, in the top of the jannah. May Allah taala make us among those.